0: Hey there, my name is Chris Rivers and I'm here with Scott Freeman and we want to thank you for joining us today. And if this is your first time with us, welcome to community group training. The goal of community group training is to address challenges that group leaders face regularly and to help them feel competent to equip their groups as well. Today we're talking about shepherding values, what they are, why they're important, and how community group leaders can use them to be more effective discipling their group members. With that said, let's jump into this episode. All right. Well, Scott, how are we doing today? I'm good. Glad to be here again. Yes, sir. I appreciate the opportunity to sit with you and to talk about shepherding values today. It's been about a year since we first introduced shepherding values to our leaders. Remind us why we created them initially.
1: Yeah, we recognize that leaders who are dealing with sensitive situations um, within their community group or within whatever ministry they're leading in, um, we're operating out of other values that we've presented to the church in the past. You sure. know, if you, if you come into Grace Church, uh, through the membership process, you're going to be introduced to our core values. Yep. Uh, you know, things like being biblically oriented, prayerfully dependent, relationally connected. Um, you know, and then we've also taught over the years on leadership values, things like owning the cause, being action oriented, mm-hmm. uh, embracing ambiguity, and uh, But it became obvious, like I said several years ago, that uh, discipling folks through these difficult things, um, which we also call shepherding, require kind of a unique set of values. And so, um, you know, to give an example, if I'm dealing with a very sensitive situation and my only thought is I've got to be action-oriented, I've got to keep pushing forward and constantly be, be doing something – um, I may actually do more harm than good. Sure. And so it was important for us to develop these shepherding values that can kind of guide our leaders who are leading in different ministries as they do um, shepherd their folks through yeah. through tough things. Uh, we've got a, a diagram, which we'll put in the show notes, that kind of shows um, how these different sets of values work together in the life of our church. So it kind of Uh, starts with an outer circle of our core values, which really apply to any member of our church. They're a great way to uh, assess spiritual health. Um, You know, am I in God's Word? Am I being relational with others? Mm -hmm. Am I prayerful? Am I serving and engaging the culture? Am I being generous? Um, And then inside of that, uh, in kind of an inner circle, is our leadership values, which anyone who's leading in any area of our church Um, would want to own the cause, Mm would want to be action oriented and, and apply those values. And then kind of the inner circle would be folks who are leading community groups, leading student groups, leading in regen or one of our care ministries. And that's really where our shepherding values come in. So right. um, take a look at that at that uh, diagram in the show notes if you get a chance, and, and it'll make
0: more sense to you. Great. So what are the shepherding values? There are five of them, correct? That's right.
1: Yeah, there are five. Now, originally last uh, fall when we introduced these, there were four. Uh, so if you're thinking, wait a minute, five? Did I miss something? That's mm-hmm. not necessarily the case. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we introduced love patiently, uh, know thoroughly, speak wisely, and direct biblically uh, last fall. Okay. To, uh, so if you were leading, then you've you've probably heard of those. Uh, but then we quickly realized as we talked about these that prayer has to be the foundation for each of these. Mm-hmm. You know, if you aren't dependent on the Holy Spirit as you care for and lead others. And and if you're doing it in your own strength and talent, you're destined to fail. So we actually added pray diligently as a fifth shepherding value.
0: It's great. Now, I know many of our leaders have been trained in these, but this may be new material for some. So walk us through each of the values, maybe give us some ideas on each that could be beneficial even for folks who are familiar with them. Let's start with the first one.
1: Sure. It it starts with loving patiently. And this really, it starts the minute you meet somebody. So mm-hmm. if you're leading a new community group, the first time they walk into your living room you know, you're, you're beginning this process of loving them patiently. You're laying the groundwork and really building credibility uh, with your group members um, to be able to speak and do the other uh, shepherding values later. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I spent a lot of years as a high school teacher, and, and we were often told that, you know, students don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm-hmm. And I think that applies um, in, in this as well. You want to build relationships. You want to love them. Um, and that's going to give you the opportunity and, um, to, to speak and direct later on. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as we mentioned in some of the training videos for, for leaders, the word patiently here is key. Uh, you know, we, we all know that some folks are easier to love than others. Uh, we can't just love when we're being loved back or when mm-hmm. it's convenient or when it's easy. Uh, we have to be patient with our group members in their in their best moments and then in their worst
0: moments as well. That's right. Okay, so after loving patiently, what comes next?
1: Yeah, the the second value is knowing thoroughly. Um, you know, I wanna I wanna talk point out that while we'll talk about loving and knowing and then speaking and directing as our others, as four different ideas, this isn't necessarily a linear process. Mm-hmm. It's it's not as simple as. You know, all right, I'm going to love them for a month and then I can move on to knowing them and then I can move on to the next one. You know, you're often doing all of these at the same time. And mm-hmm. and sometimes you you know, you have to kind of backtrack and and take a step backwards. Um so, you know and and sometimes you have to speed the process up if someone comes to you um and they are you know for example if they're suicidal mm-hmm. you don't have the benefit of taking a lot of time to really getting to know them before you know you've got to give direction in that moment right sure, away absolutely and so the you know it's not necessarily a linear process but but knowing your group members means that you genuinely care about them you're taking the time to ask good questions mm-hmm. um you're you're asking below the surface questions sometimes awkward questions you know you know, we um, we don't want to get away from an interaction with a group member and think, man, if I could just if I could go back, I would ask one more question. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's uh, asking someone, you know, a question about an interaction you had or a response they had in group. Um, they give you an answer. And then one more question to get even farther below the surface mm-hmm. can be very productive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's sometimes hard to do. Yeah. I think that this value will help us. So, okay, loving patiently is the first one. Knowing thoroughly, you just talked about. What's the third value?
1: Yeah, so the third is speaking wisely. And let mm-hmm. me let me kind of say that, you know, leaders tend to kind of fall into one of two categories. Um, they either do the first two shepherding values really well. They love and they know, but then they're hesitant to speak. Maybe they're mm-hmm. kind of averse to conflict. They don't want to say the hard thing or... or they fear disrupting the relationship or, or creating awkward moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other folks may be completely ready to speak and direct, but they do so too quickly and don't do a great job of loving and knowing first. And mm-hmm. so I think it's important for leaders to be self-aware about which category you fit into.
0: Which one do you fit? Um, in? which one do you do? Better I would or?
1: tend to be, um, more on the loving and knowing side yeah. and wait too long to speak. Sure. Um, yeah, I'm but But I've also failed in the other direction and um, spoken too quickly and realized I had to back mm-hmm. up and, and build more credibility and relationship beforehand. So, Well, it be
0: interesting if you're with your spouse at this moment and you're listening to this to even ask your spouse what they think you're good at. Absolutely. You do the same with them just yeah. to kind of know where you are as a partnership. That's no,
1: that's great. And, and sometimes, um, you know, one spouse does one well, the other does mm-hmm. the other, and you can yeah. challenge each other in that. But, but I think being self-aware and just knowing, okay, my default is to love and know too long mm-hmm. before I speak, or my default is to speak too quickly. Then you can just, uh, temper that in the moment and challenge yourself to move in the other direction because the goal is to find that balance. That's um, right, but, uh, You know, speaking wisely involves, you know, we mentioned being, um, you know, praying diligently throughout this, and it involves praying for the right timing uh, and for the right words. Mm -hmm. Um, We want to blend the right uh, combination of grace and truth. Um, You know, there there are going to be times where you're going to speak and you're going to gain new information by speaking that is going to make you realize, okay, I actually need to back up and and ask more questions Mm -hmm. and know more thoroughly before I speak again. Mm. So That's it good. is kind of a, uh, you know, a balance of, of back and forth with these values. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. I, and and I also would say that, you know, when you do speak, it does provide an opportunity for you as a leader to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. uh, to share ways that maybe you've struggled as well. Um, you know, it, it is a way to kind of break down walls between you and your folks and, and, they're not going to be vulnerable with you if you don't show that first, if you don't model that for them. And yeah. so you might not be struggling with the exact same thing that your group member is struggling with, but if you can share, you know, a way that you've struggled in, in a similar way or, or, you know, in general, Uh, it will break down walls and and it'll help them to feel more comfortable in sharing with you.
0: Yeah, I think that's helpful because oftentimes we don't dream. We don't have a real big picture. And Mm. so when you go first and you share some vulnerability – it actually helps paint a picture of what you know. Other people are able to see see what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, it, it it's why you know some of our care ministries like re reengage and mm-hmm. regen are so effective because you hear a story from the stage of someone just really mm-hmm. laying it out there and being completely raw, and it breaks down those walls. And then you go to group and you feel mm-hmm. like, okay, if they could share that, then mm-hmm. I can share what I'm dealing with as well. So. Yeah. That's great, Scott.
0: Now the fourth value is direct biblically, correct? That's
1: right. Um, and this is where you take all the information that you've gathered uh, as you've loved them, as you've gotten to know them, as you've spoken with them, uh, and you create a plan with clear action steps to help them move forward. Now, I do want to point out, you know, it mean it says direct biblically, mm-hmm. and so we want to. Um, obviously pray through this. We want to point them to Scripture. We want to make sure that the direction we give is not just good advice, but that it is biblical. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Colossians 3, 16 says, let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with the wisdom He gives. And so we do want to just, um, you know, use Scripture as we, sure. uh, as we direct people and point them back toward that.
0: Yeah. You know, this morning I woke up and I read Joshua 1, 8, Mm. which says, study this book of instruction, continually meditate on it day and night so that you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you be prosperous and succeed in all you do. And I was thinking about that idea that for us, when we meditate on God's word, when we are regularly having time with the Lord, reading scriptures, whether that's doing the Bible reading plan that we have, or maybe you're in region and you are doing your region work. I mean, whatever it is, there's scripture involved and it allows us to change the way we think. At ESV, I believe says something about the mouth that you would speak it. Mm-hmm. And so I think for us, when we focus on God's word, it does direct us in a sense and helps us give better direction.
1: Yeah. And, you know, there's a natural way to do this without, um, you know, quoting the, the chapter and verse mm-hmm. every time, you know, um, well, you because of this verse, you need to go do this yeah. you know i can I can tell someone um, you know you need you're looking at things on your phone that you really shouldn't be looking yeah. at, so you need to get rid of that well that is, that is biblical advice because we are told to flee from immorality we're That's told right. to you know um, fill ourselves with things that are edifying to God mm-hmm. and that and so I can back that up with scripture, but it doesn't mean that in my conversation with them, I am necessarily quoting chapter verse every right. single time. Right. Um, you know, the advice you give may be, you know, you need to go apologize to that person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, God has forgiven you and you need in turn to, um, to do the same to them. Or, you know, it could be that, that, um, you're helping someone see that, you know, regen would be a great form of biblical community or re-engage would be appropriate for them for a season to, yeah. um, you know, to get that scriptural basis that they need for a season during, um, you know, a tough time. So,
0: yeah. well, that's good. That's good. Well, tell us about the fifth value and how it applies to the others.
1: Yeah. Um, so as, as I've mentioned several times, praying diligently has to be a part of, of all of this. So as I'm, um, as I'm loving people, I've got to pray for patience as, um, you know, t- to, be able to do that when things aren't easy, when, you know, they are maybe a person that's tough to love. Um, as I am, getting to know them, I need to pray for wisdom about what questions to ask, how I can, um, get to know them better. Uh, as I'm speaking, I want to speak. I want to allow God to speak through me and use me as an instrument as I shepherd these people, not just doing it in my own wisdom, in my own strength. And then obviously as I direct, I want God's guidance as I do that. And so ultimately it's about being dependent. It is, uh, it is not, just giving them good advice, good worldly Mm -hmm. wisdom. It is about pointing them back toward God's word. It's about um, directing them biblically, as as we mentioned. And again, if I'm not dependent on God and seeking the Holy Spirit as I do these things, um, it's not going to be ultimately effective.
0: That's good. Well, this has been great. I mean, how can these values become more natural, second nature for us as we lead others?
1: Right. There's actually a, a, a document called the Applying the Shepherding Values document that we're going to put in the show notes. And okay. I'm actually going to put both a blank copy and one that I have completed um, as a case study okay. um, for leaders to see, you know, what it looks like and then kind of an example. Um And obviously, this does not need to be something every time you have a shepherding situation, you go to this document and you fill it out. But I do think that maybe once a year, Mm -hmm. um, just kind of taking a situation you're dealing with and walking it through... Um, this grid of this applying document would be very helpful. And then as you do it more and more, it will become more natural. That's right. Um, But this document really kind of slows you down and helps you realize that, okay, this isn't a race. We're not trying to get to the finish line as quickly as possible. There are things I need to stop and ask myself as we go along this process to make sure that I'm not missing things. Um, You know, one of the first questions, if you're dealing with someone that uh, is in a tough situation is, you know, is there anybody – Uh, that I need to inform. Is there, is this a situation where I need to report something? Is this a situation where I'm, you know, it's over my head and I need to talk to one of my pastors about it? Um, it, it just keeps you from rushing through and trying to get done and allows you to really think of some things and so i think using that applying document would be really helpful and again mm-hmm. that'll be in the show notes for our leaders
0: yeah i mean i would even encourage you in the next 30 days to download that mm-hmm. and just to review a situation from last year or one that's maybe recent and share with a group life staff member and just share with them the insights that you've learned and ask them what they think. Absolutely. I think think that could be a good exercise. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, this has been so good. I'm grateful that we could share some of these ideas as we wrap up. Is there anything else you want to add?
1: You know, I think it's important to note that, you know, there are going to be situations where you as a leader do all of these, uh, shepherding values as flawlessly as you humanly can. (laughs) Um, and your disciple makes no progress at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just have to recognize as leaders, that doesn't necessarily mean that we have failed. Um, we have to have a willing participant mm-hmm. um, that we are leading. And you can't want life change more for them than they want it for themselves. And mm-hmm. so, so true. you know, that, uh, that has been a real frustration in, in ministry and as a, you know, as a group leader to really want something for someone so bad and they just keep sabotaging Mm -hmm. it and so um, it doesn't mean we give up completely we continue to pray for them we continue to remain connected as much as they'll allow so that if and when god does change their heart we're there to to again be that instrument that god can work through Um, but we just have to remember that our timing doesn't always match up with god's plan and and we can't get discouraged um, when we don't get immediate results
0: so true well thanks for joining us today scott that was great Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as we wrap up today's conversation, we want to thank you for joining us. Be sure to take some time to review the resources provided in this episode, and be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast channel so you can have these as soon as they drop. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. Email us at grouplife at gracechurchsc.org. We'll get you connected or help answer any questions that you might have. Thanks for joining us today, and we look forward to joining you on the next episode.